I mean, I get really loud, so is it too close? No, you didn't even make a red line. So really? Yeah, you know what else I didn't tell you? Oh my god, we started already! <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yes. Sorry to come in hot, but I'm excited. And you know what? Sorry, not sorry. You better be hot. You better be excited, because you know where you are, guys. You are on My Safe Word is More. My name is Al Jackson, but more importantly, more importantly, I am joined by the one, the only, the incomparable, the unmatched, the undeterred. Oh my God, land this plane. <laughs> yeah. The lovely Corinne Kaplan. How are you, my dear? I wanted to open with this. I just been thinking this in my head and it's been cracking me up. <laughs> I. <laughs> you don't so like compliments. I, no, I, I do. Um, no, but I wanted to, in the opener, I wanted to say, like when you're like, how are you? I have really botched this up at this point. And I was thinking of this for like 24 hours. When you were going to say, how are you? Because you always say that. I was going to go, um. I have Grover's disease. Grover's disease does not have me. <laughs> I was like dying to say that. You, that. First of all, that is hilarious. And I'm not even mad at you. Like, you know, shout out to Grover's disease. And, it's, all, and look, all three other women who have ever got. We need some diseases that we can kind of mm-hmm. poke fun at because usually they the doctor comes in with a long face and a clipboard. Mm-hmm. So if it is Grover's disease, you know, if you have to have a disease, which if we live long enough, God willing, we'll all have some kind of weird disease. <laughs> Give really me Grover's disease 10 times out of 10, homie. Well, I will tell you, they gave me, I mean, this is not interesting at all. They gave me the steroid ointment, right, that I was, I'm supposed to use for four weeks. Oh, it made it significantly worse. So I don't know at this point, like, you know. Significantly worse. I mean, it's like little red dots on my stomach. It's it's just it's definitely not better. Mm. Yeah. No. All I right. know. Fun stuff. But it's a, it doesn't matter. You're, you're so beautiful. The guys would be like, look, it's just like it's like Orion's belt. They're like looking at the like yeah. a constellation. <laughs> I mean, I've I've like had this like you guys. It's in the last episode, so I won't repeat everything. But like, it's a minimal rash on my stomach, just on my stomach. It doesn't like loop around to my back or anything. And no one has ever said a word to me about it. And I was like in Italy for two weeks in a bikini. Like, it's not super noticeable. But like, I'm a very deeply superficial person. I feel like a woman would be giving me this speech while my erection is going down. <laughs> like, so, no, hold on one second, and let me explain about the Italy. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So anyways, <laughs> that's what we're working with today. Um, but I wanted to kick things off with, okay, for anyone who is listening that was a Survivor fan, which I know a bunch of people are, although I am definitely not trying to niche this to just Survivor fans. Love you guys, but really trying to branch the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. Sean Kniff, who was on Survivor, I want to give a little history lesson. Um, so he was on, I don't know, one of the survivors before mine. Th- and... This history lesson starting out very <laughs> informational. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's some dude. Whatever. I even... Stop bugging me. I, I, I don't know if he played twice or once, but he's adorable. And he's a Jewish doctor that was on Survivor. But the reason I know him is because when – so he's like a CNN medical correspondent as well, I think. CNN, one of those. Um Anyways, so when I was on my first season, they wanted to interview my family and then show me that video of my family, which is really cool. I don't know if they do that ever again because I don't watch the show really. But they went all the way to my house in Davie, Florida. And because he lives in Florida, he was tapped to interview them. And so he does like a full interview. And then when I'm in Gabon during what's considered to be the family visit, they show me a video because they're, they're also trying to advertise the phone, whatever phone it was. Oh, and they're like, okay. please look at your new T-Mobile. Da, da, da. And so they look show me the video. Look at the pixels on this. Yeah, and they, they have my parents <laughs> inside our home being interviewed by Sean Kniff. He like put the package together. 
And it ended up my brother had also flown out and like my brother was actually in Africa, but I didn't know that. I thought I was just getting the video. Anyways, so my Jewish mother meets Dr. Sean Kniff. Yes, And is. is like, oh, my. like she couldn't have cared less. Like when I called collect from a hotel I was stranded at in Paris on my way home to be like, hi, I'm alive. Everything's fine. My mom's like, you're not going to believe who we met. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, she was She's already got a place me. at the table just sitting there for when he comes back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom was already like looping in his last name with mine, right? Like she was so excited about him. Anyways, Sean and I never had a love connection, but I adore him. And he's married with three kids now into a lovely, what I can tell, a lovely woman. Um, but now I went on to, because I, I am very excited about this podcast. And so I love reading the reviews when people leave them on Apple. And so I go in to read this review, and it was left by my buddy, Sean Kniff, who you guys all know from Survivor. But I wanted to read it out loud because he did it in the style of Al's Yelp reviews. Oh, stop it. And it's so good. Stop it. Yes. Do I have some competition? You do. I love it. So he titled it Better Than Sex, almost as good, but I can't see the rest of that. (laughs) I don't know how to click on it. Oh, my God. Almost as good, uh, or just that's the end of it. Whatever. I'm... It's like they unthawed you from 1996. I... You're like, what is this? You I... push it and talk, and my dad's wait, on here. <laughs> wait, how about <laughs> how about today? He, this is not related to this, but you sent me a text message telling me that if I put my TikToks on Instagram, I should take the watermark off. Which Eliza, everyone else, Richard, everyone has told me to do this. I refuse because the app that requires you to do that just like slightly alters the sound, and it drives me nuts. Anyways, so I tell Al, I was like, oh, I've actually had successful Instagram stories. I, this one had 107,000 views. And then I send it to Al. And then I, I look and I go, oh, it's a million. You're a little off so, here at Chase Bank. Is, oh, I'm so grandma. I'm you have so $100 in your account. Yeah, I right. thought, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he says, imagine two friends and neighbors who suddenly and inexplicably find themselves locked outside of their apartments completely naked. What would they say to each other? That's the kind of conversation you'll hear on my safe word is more. In parentheses, my swim. My swim, now he starts calling it my swim, which I is where I'm going it. with this. My swim is, is an honest, fun, and extremely entertaining podcast. The host, comedian Al Jackson, and reality TV flamethrower, thanks, Sean, like Corinne that. Kaplan, invite you to this high potency happy hour each week. Don't miss it. It's going to get stupid. You're going to get dizzy and possibly groped. Just go with it. Both hosts are funny, interesting, and self deprecating. Most of the time, Al provides a sober, straight edge to Corinne's curveball insanity. Mm. Most of the time. But don't let the foolish antics fool you. There's a lot of great advice here, deceptively packaged as utter nonsense. Amen. Amen to that. I love If you're seeking to improve your life, just listen to a TED Talk. But if you'd rather learn from people who are making all of life's mistakes for you and laughing about it, then My Swim is the perfect podcast for you. You'll love it. Okay. I love that. So first of all, Sean, thank you so much. That review is perfection. And I am announcing that we are going to start calling the patrons... My swimmers. I love it. Now, I thought about this. We we, we spitballed this a little bit. Mm. I love the name. I love it, love it, love it. My only thing is it makes me think about sperm. Sperm. Uh-huh. When you're going that. to like the clinic because you're shooting kind of blanks. Mm. You're yeah, not motility. shooting full. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like you got sperm that are just like it's a Sunday every day for your sperm. Shit. What yeah, about like, my swimmies? No, it's got to be my swimmers. First of all, you know, well, it's a sexual nothing, podcast. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with sperm. Okay, How about yeah, that? This yeah. is a sex positive podcast. <laughs> there's nothing so, wrong yeah. with them if they can swim. And if anybody had a problem with just using the medical term sperm, they stopped listening like four episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I like my swimmers. You guys are our swimmers. We are your swimmers. Mm-hmm. And we're just like Nemo. We're going to keep on, sw- just keep swimming. I never saw that movie. Um, I, I actually watched part of it with the Mormon guy. <laughs> 
Of course you did. Right. Um, but I did. I I love it. Florida has so many crazy, amazing places. There is a place in Florida where they have mermaids. Yeah. There are women who put on mermaid costumes and breathe through a tube and then get in tanks. It's called Wiki Watchy Springs. And I'm obsessed with it. I follow their Instagram. And their tagline is just keep swimming. Can, first of all, I would think that'd be trademark. <laughs> Second of all, that's not for kids. That's for creepy old dudes. Oh, of I'm course. I'm glad that they're in behind that glass. I'm sure they're squeegeeing that off a yeah. couple times. Yeah. Hey, we got to clean up on six. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> More uh-huh. birds again, guys? Yeah, that's it. Yes. Oh, um, my swimmers. He, I, we, we did it. I love it. I know. So, guys, you're now known as my swimmers. Yes. And so if anybody has a problem all. with us, tell us and we will take it into consideration before we kill you, like a mean yeah. king and queen. We could be a fun mean, because like we would put people to death, of course, but it would be oh, like sporting. 100%. And we'd make them wait, be like, no, th- keep that guillotine up there one second. Let me go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Like, we're just like, uh-huh. yeah, we'd be like the fun. We History would look kindly on us. We would be like mm-hmm. the first, like, you know, like, like kind of sarcastic mean king and queen. Asexual, like uh-huh. I think most of them are, just like mean. And I think uh, it, it kind of leads me to this point that I've had uh corinne because everybody's like we have such good chemistry and i was like why is it and i thought about it because i was like are are corinne and i friends because we don't talk until the podcast but i think that's why our conversations are good that's we have no choice yes it's it's good because everything's fresh Mm -hmm. but also it's the way things used to be in like the 90s and 80s where people actually hash things out in their head before they said shit yeah and it makes for because have you read somebody call you and they're like uh, Corinne, call you. Uh, I, I can't talk long, but Al, something with Al, something's crazy. I'll call you back, and then you just don't hear from him, and you call him back like, like, dude, I left work. What's going on? Oh yeah, Al, he was locked out of his place and everything. It's like, dude, like, do yeah. you understand that you shattered my day with this? <laughs> right. People don't hash out conversations. So they call you with kind of half done conversations. Whereas when we talk, it's been probably at least a week. Sometimes we shoot. Uh, sometimes we talk twice a week. But at least I've had time to be like, how do I want to say this? What do I really think about this before I just it just comes out of my mouth? And I think that's where our connection is. Like we have these weird thoughts and they process and they stew. We put them in a slow cooker. And then by the time they get here, they're ready for the air fryer and they're oh, dope. I mean, by the time I get here, I'm like dying to tell you stuff. Yes. Yeah, I know. Um, I just have a random question for you. Are you any good at swimming? Because we're talking about swimming. My swimmers. <laughs> I I can Hampton in pool mm. swim. Okay. But this black man does not mess with the ocean. I, I can't. I mean, I'll get in, and like you know, my kids are in LA, so I'll go back and forth every weekend. And you know, uh, we're on the west side, so we go to the beach a lot. But I'm nervous, man. Yeah, same. You know, because I feel I, like I can't okay, do anything. So, uh, listen, we're hot tub swimmers, all right? Yes. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. I can sit in water. I'm good with that. You can steep. So yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. So my one of my favorite stories when I was I was so I grew up with a pool. I had swimming lessons, but like I don't I don't swim competitively, right? Like I can doggy paddle. We I grew up, I know this is gonna sound super bougie, but I grew up with a pool that was very elaborate. It had a big water slide and multiple waterfalls. And so I can get from the end of the pool, once I've launched down the slide, back around <laughs> to the other side to get back up onto the slide, right? 
Okay. Right. <laughs> so when I was prepping, when I got on Survivor the first season, I had absolutely no prep time. I mean, I was cast three weeks before and I had never seen the show. It was a mess. And I was like, oh shit. When I started watching some, they made me crash watch an entire season. It was actually um, 16. They made me crash watch because I was season 17. Anyways, I'm like, oh, my God. They're like diving down and undoing puzzle pieces. I'm like, I, I can't do any of these things. I'm, I mean, how am I going to handle this? So I start taking swim lessons and – I, I, there was a guy who I peripherally knew in college who was a personal trainer who was like, oh, um, like I knew him through a friend and he's like, I can actually, I can train you how to swim. And I was like, okay. Mm. So we go to the pool and he starts out by being like, okay, you're going to have a kickboard and we're just going to focus on legs. And then there was, you know, the reverse, just arms, like, you know, like we, we did it in piecemeal. All right. Well, we were practicing in the Santa Monica Olympic size college pool. And he says to me, I, we were one week out. I mean, I had to do this, like, very quickly. So I was going every single day with him to the pool to, like, keep trying to progress. This is like Billy Madison. It is. Like you- okay. <laughs> so he says to me, and, and so he says to me, okay, you're going to have to take the goggles off, and I want you to swim. I'm going to time you, and I want you to swim as fast as you can in a straight line across the pool, like, in my lane, you know? There's many, many lanes. It's Olympic size. The pool is completely full. And I'm like, um... I don't think I, – I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. I need the goggles. And he's like, well – and he didn't know what I was doing, but he knew I was swimming in the open ocean. And he's like, you're not going to have goggles, and you can't open your eyes in seawater. You have to figure out how to do this. You just need to trust that you can you can swim in a straight line. Like, See, I don't like that word trust in the ocean I, anyway. I don't trust no myself. Okay, so Did you, Have I, you ever seen me at an open bar? <laughs> Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> so I just, so I, he, I, after a lot of convincing, I'm standing at the side of the pool, like half crying. And he's like, what do you want? You asked me to train you. I cannot in good conscience send you out there in a week. And I didn't know where I was going at this time. And he's like, we just knew it was going to be ocean water. And he's like, you have to be able to do this without goggles. So he convinces me. So I said, okay. So I'm the last lane on the end of the pool. I swim as fast and as hard as I can, trusting in my brain that I am going in a straight line. And you know what happened now? I went directly, hard and fast, into the metal staircase on the side of the pool, gashed my head and my hand open, and they had to evacuate the pool because there was blood in the water. And when that happened, he was so freaked out. He's like, I've never seen anything like that. Like, I just went super left and directly into the metal staircase. And he was like, I he'd like, I, I didn't even know that that was possible. And he's like, okay, new plan. I don't think you should swim anymore. You're going to go out there. and Your you swim should... coach. He's like, this that is was the his end. new plan. This is the end of training. Yeah. And then we made out. Um, <laughs> he was like, the training is over. And I was like, cool. You want to make out now? He's like, but I, I feel like anything past this is just going to make you worse. Just do your best. Like whatever you know from now, for up until now is all you know. That's just, this is as good as it's going to get. And then I went out there and it was Africa. It was the first ever landlocked season. We were not on an ocean. Oh And my. I didn't have to swim. That's crazy. Yes. I did. What would you have done? Had you had a scenario like when they tell you you have to swim, are you like. So all the times in between when he was training me, I was going to the pool and practicing, which ended up being super helpful. A, I was practicing running in waist deep water, thinking that like I'm so powerful that I could run faster in water, which is completely absurd. Thor. (laughs) I'm just going to run. Like lightning. It's like Godzilla gets to Tokyo, right? He just walks. Well, it ends up one of the biggest challenges where I was is that they didn't have open water, but they had basically like trenches they carved out for us to, it was running through water waist deep. And I was like, holy shit, I trained exactly for 
this. Of course. Because it can really tire you out if you haven't trained. Okay, and then... Um, Tell me the last thing you had to do is, they were like, to win the whole season, you need to swim directly into the metal stair <laughs> <laughs> across this Olympic-sized pool, and everybody's like, I can't do it. And you're like, sir? I, I can do you, this. You take a sip of coffee. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am very adept at that. I was also so concerned that that's got, like, I gashed my head open, and I was like, it was right on my hairline, and I was like, I don't, I don't want to have, like, go on national TV with, like, a weird Harry Potter situation. Wait, so you, we're not going to blow past the fact that you guys made out after. Because when yeah, you were explaining we that you were standing on the ed- edge of the pool crying, this is how much I've been around this planet, is I don't go, oh, a friend of mine was having a really bad day and I should feel, I was like, how many guys have this fetish? Yeah. A woman wearing a swimsuit crying. Yeah. Well, he, he did. He definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, check his cookies. Yeah, and then sadly for him, I was like, uh, at the time in my life, no judgment meant, but I just didn't think personal trainers made enough money. Actually, I still don't. Mm. And I was like, um, no, I'm not going to date a personal trainer. So that was. And also, he didn't help you. No, he didn't. You can't, he you can't have sex with your personal trainer unless you're getting in better shape. You're like, I got a dad bod, but I married mm. her. Like, yeah. no, it's too late. No, you got to. You gotta, and he abandoned you when you needed him the most. Right, right. It was You're bleeding I, now. Yeah. This is where you come in, homie. This is why I hired you. Yeah. To be clear, I only made out with him because at that time in my life, I also wasn't sleeping with anyone that didn't make a certain income. So he didn't meet the threshold. But like in in le- legitimately after my head was bleeding and he was like, that's it. Let's call it. I was like, do you want to get a drink? <laughs> because let's salvage this day. Yeah, he's like, I want to, but I'm scared your tears will dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way I can be. <laughs> Wait, now, I, I have to ask this on behalf of the listeners, because I, I do this for y'all. What is the certain, what's the money threshold? Well, back then, it was at least more than I make. And okay. I just, so I don't think personal training, I don't think um, real estate, I don't think DJing don't think real- or yoga instructor, I don't think any of those are real jobs. But what about all of them combined? That's worse. And one Much person worse. that lives with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> I None of, like, those are all, like, extreme vag dryers to me. I'm like, I can't, I want no part of any of that. In fact, I once went on a date with a guy who told me he was something else, whatever it was. And when he, he had to get gas, so obviously I went through his console. And I found a business card that said he was in commercial, no, commercial real estate? Commercial real estate. And uh, I was like, what is this? what is this? And he's like, oh, I have my real estate license. I was like, you didn't say that. That's not what you said. And he's like, well, I don't do that for a living, but like I do it on the side. And I was like, no, 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 Get Take me home. <laughs> like, Really? I you can do make not bank doing commercial real estate. fucking don't care. No, because most of the time they don't. And you could be <laughs> real dumb and get a real estate. I, you know what? I got my ABC bartending license, and I think that was harder than people's getting their real estate license. I remember that ABC. Everybody in class. LA or New York was like, to. Okay, I'm running out of money. I can sling some drinks. I remember that ABC I gotta bartender. Know, I got to know how to make a rusty nail because no one orders that. And my, mind you, my father made me get my <laughs> ABC bartending license. I got it in South Florida. When I went to New York, the thinking was like just in case I need – he was going to pay for me to do one year in New York, right, to try and do my hand at stand-up and getting on Howard Stern and all the other nonsense I wanted to do. Um, but instead, I was on Howard Stern once. Re- yeah. uh, I have the audio of it. You, you, <laughs> but like it's not exciting because what happened is, <laughs> I mean, excuse me. I guess <laughs> I think obviously it's exciting to be on Howard Stern, but the situation that I was in when I was on it isn't as salacious as you want it to be. Like it's old school Howard Stern. However, what happened was I shot a pilot 
um, for a book called like The Guide to Dating. And the guy who wrote the book booked us on Howard Stern. So there was a male and female co-host, me and this guy, normal, attractive. But the guy that wrote the book, The Guide to Dating, is a troll. I mean, he's just... Wow. He, that was the problem. So we get there and Howard could not get off the fact that like... This guy was so unattractive. He's like, what could you possibly know about dating? And so, like, I just Did piled he on. you guys? Or you piled on? Oh, I piled on. Howard was super nice to me. Like, he did not. He wasn't like, show me your tits. He didn't do anything. He was just like, he couldn't get off the fact that this guy was so homely looking. <laughs> and just like gargoyle looking. And... He was like, "What what business do you have writing about anything?" And it was it was fun, but I it's not like I didn't get taken to town like the guy this author did. Did you ever see your male co-host from that again? Yeah, I think we worked on a couple of other projects together. Okay, what's cute? What do you think the most real to life advice that was contained within that guide to dating? Were you like, oh, it was trash? Oh, was there anything where you like, eh? It was like, okay, he and I are practicing flirting at a bar and flirting tactics. It was all, I mean, look, it was before the internet. So I guess there were people that were like, what? You should make direct eye contact. Like, it was super obvious stuff. I'm sure the book is still available. I'm sure it hasn't sold very many copies. (laughs) I will take a look and throw that up on our Instagram. Okay, we will do that. And uh, since we are talking about dating. No, no, no. I have a segue. I'm interrupting you because you don't know this is coming. And I have I, I like this is just the perfect opportunity. I am pointing at him, you guys. Mm-hmm. All right, Al. Do you think that I cannot read? Is there a, a reason that perhaps you didn't tell me that you fucking authored a book? I was oh. listening to your other podcast, Dying for Likes, which is amazing. Go listen. And oh, Sam, his co-host, casually is like telling telling the world about a children's book. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Hello. I, I wrote a kid's book, y'all, uh, during, uh, I guess this is maybe. Please tell me it's sexual. Oh. oh. <laughs> is, it, is it the puberty Chris book? Chris Hansen reads it to kids. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I wrote a kid about, uh, wrote a book. I do uh, work with the uh, autism community here. My youngest son's on the spectrum. He's super dope. No need for condescending. Oh, like my son is amazing. I talk about him in my act. I'm so jealous of him. He does not do any small talk ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. He only I love talks this. about what he's interested in, Corinne. He, it's. I, I'm 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 borderline obsessed with like how he lives his life. He never will be like, "Oh, my day's good. How's your day?" I don't care. He doesn't. I mean, have I, that capacity. I'm so jealous. I'm actually like that, but I don't. I I don't think I'm on the spectrum, but I feel that way all the time. Mm. Anytime someone says, "How are you?" I never. You. How many times I sit down? You go, "How are you?" Do I ever say, "How are you?" No. No. I. It doesn't occur to me. But I think I'm just really like self-centered. I don't think I have I a condition. I feel like you know who you are and you accepted who you are and how you're wired early in life. And most people never will. And mm-hmm. so they, everybody else or most people that you will meet are the person that they feel like their family wants to be or the person they feel like their family most absolutely does not want them to be. So if you come from a Christian, you know, super Christian uh, hardcore uh, religious background, and you don't want to be that. Here comes the septum piercing. Yeah, here the comes the sure, sure, boyfriend or girlfriend of mixed ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Here comes I smoke weed and I do a sex podcast, and or you're what they want you to be. But you, and I feel like your parents have a, had had a lot to do with it because they never. It doesn't seem like they push back against who you are because you're a lot like them, and I think that's what makes you so unique. It's that you don't go out of your way to 
be whatever you think you're supposed to be. You're not a fake tough guy. You're not a fake that girl. You're not a fake let's do this, homie. You are you all the time. You are super consistent and people are drawn to that. That's why that's why people either love you or hate you, but it's a good thing because you cause emotion in people. People remember you. It's better to be loved than hated because people remember that. It's not like, oh, Corinne, what's her name? with the curly hair? I think I went to high school. No, did I work with her? That just means you're not that memorable. Mm-hmm. No one has ever met you and been like, oh, what was her name? You did something. <laughs> There's so many things that you will never remember you did. I know, that, that impacted someone else. Yes, and it'll be something to think about. Right? You know, I said your life flashes before your eyes before you hit a tree. Mm-hmm. Like, in those nine things, them getting married or Kim getting born, it'll be you going... I thought you were way too fat to wear that skirt. And then they'll hit the train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, like, yeah, when, that's why people love you. When You're I honest. was uh, younger, I just remember this. I We were at, I was, I mean, I was old enough to drive because my mom and I drove separately to see my grandma. And Wait, why did you drive separately? I think I was just coming from a different, like. Oh, okay. Like, I thought you guys <laughs> couldn't be in the same car. So. No, no, no. Some um, Ike and Tina. I, I mean, truthfully, my parents would not get in a car I was driving, I don't think, ever. Oh, there's um, some reasons for that. Yeah. We've discussed on previous episodes. So, um, yes. So, anyways, we were at my grandma's house and she had, like, made snacks and, like, we were hanging out. And the idea was, like, we're spending time with grandma, who my, my grandma Estelle was amazing and I loved her. But, you know, it gets boring after a while. And so I was like, um, so I stood up and I was like, I'm so sorry, grandma. I have to go because. You know, I just don't want to be here anymore. And my mom looked at me wide-eyed and was like, could you not think of anything else to say? And I was like, I, I, I dug deep. That's all. I don't want to be here anymore. And my grandma was like, okay, well, it was good to see you. And my mom, since that point in time, repeatedly had to tell me when we would go places. She's like, can you please not embarrass me? Now, and how so, old were you when that happened? At least 16. But you're still young, and that's the point where you're still, especially that's the time you're still where you're kissing about, ass. You're still kissing a lot mm-hmm. of ass because first of all, you probably need some, still need stuff from your parents. That Five dollars she was gonna give me. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like the fact that you were able to be you. Like I feel like my grandmother, God rest her soul, she and I are a lot alike, but she never got to know this version of me. Yeah. You know, like this is like same with my father. You know, he passed too. It's just like I feel like I finally know who I am, and I feel like that didn't happen till I was about to get sober, so probably, like, when I was 39, mm. you know, because I was always just, like, I, I was, like, one of those people, I never knew what was, like, all this stuff good and bad was happening to me at the same time. It's, like, I'd be on TV and I wouldn't tell people. I, oh, you I, mean, I, like, I, you'd write a book and not tell me? Yes. Oh, the title of the book is called Where's Baby Ford? It's about my kids Cute. Uh, going through that game Roblox. Have you ever heard of that? You're, no. You would never know. Roblox is like The Sims, but for this generation, oh, okay. where it's just like an ever-expansive... Like create yeah, another universe. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing, except it's huge, and my kids are basically looking for my youngest son. They, when oh. they Yeah, and they, when they finally find him, uh, they realize that he's outside playing, so it's about outside play, and at the end of the book, you realize that he didn't speak the whole book, but he you still really just going to spoil this whole thing? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, well, it's it's 27 pages. <laughs> but yeah, it's super dope. Um, you can get on aljacksonlive.com. I would say, yes, you can. We're we're getting our merch together. And Ooh, once it's... we have our site up and running, we'll, we'll make the book available on our site too. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to share with you that I tried to write a book. Yes. Why am I just now hearing about this? Well, it didn't get off the ground. Um, so I partnered. You're going to like this. I partnered with a physician that I was friends with in Beverly Hills because I wanted to write a diet book for teens. And I went to Barnes & Noble. I realized that there are no diet books out for teens. The reason 
is because there's like a huge problem with eating disorders and no say. one says the word teen and dieting in the same sentence. How dare you? And yeah, so I killed doing that. Yeah, I know. So we like we went we like detailed out all these chapters. So it would oscillate between my kind of diet tips and like actual medical ones like how to look at your like healthy stool and like different things that like she would contribute. And then I would do like the weird shit like if you, you know, I'm, I'm very anti-water. I think that, like, you can be a lot thinner if you don't drink water. I, a lot of things that she really wasn't that happy about. But we, like, came together, and I wanted to call it Diet Riot. And I like that. I wrote a treatment with her. and You are the best at names. I said that to you before the podcast. <laughs> I just, it just needs to be said it, on, into the microphone. I am good at, with coming up with quick names. You are you are a savant at that. Please thank keep, you, keep, thank keep you. going. I had to, that so had to be said. my concept was that I, so my parents at a very young age, I don't consider it a diet. Like I've always ate, eaten healthy. Mm-hmm. And I've seen like, if you start that trend in the youth years, right? Like if in like sixth grade, you start understanding that a Cobb salad with ranch dressing has more calories than a hamburger. Like if you start actually like understanding how calories and calories outwork and like like just start understanding how to eat healthy, you set yourself on this like amazing trajectory. Like I once you if you were like we say a former fatty, like if you if you were heavy <laughs> in your <laughs> in your formative years, um, you know, you have a, a worse tendency to carry that with you, right? Anyways, no publisher would touch it. So my book didn't get off the ground. But I did also want to write a children's book. And I just thought that we should exchange that information. Uh, and I have a great illustrator for you. I think the title <laughs> of this next book should be Hey Ladies, Lean Cuisine's Your New Boyfriend. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's – look, you, it's it's so weird how human beings take in advice because if you sat on this podcast and told people how they should lose weight, a personal trainer – we've had Jillian Michaels on our mm-hmm. show. And she, I respected her. She did not back down. She was saying that Lizzo, although she's beautiful, yeah. is unhealthy. I agree. And look, guys, I love Lizzo. Stop. I love – I used to DJ. As a man, when you are a DJ and you need a song to get everybody up and dancing, Lizzo, dog. Yeah. Lizzo is when everybody has to dance for. So I, I love Lizzo. Please don't come for me. Jesus, Lord. Are we done with this or not? Do we have to give everything a preamble? I have a daughter. Look, I get it. But I will say this. When you start giving advice to people like like that, they don't want to hear it. But they will go themselves and get a boot camp instructor that's like, give me 45 push-ups, mm-hmm. run up that hill. They so, turn on Judge Judy. They want to hear people yell at them there. Your Apple Watch is like, hey, stand up, bro. You right. know, all these things bark at you, but it has to be things that you have allowed to bark at but you. But first and foremost, it doesn't matter. Like, just think about, like, okay, I work out every day, right? I work out for at least 60 minutes. Respect. But I oh, Thank you. I can only burn, you know, I'm probably burning – between five and 700 calories on a good day, 700 in that 60 minutes, probably closer to five. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, if I, that's not enough, right? So like anybody, like we always say abs are made in the kitchen, right? Like you, it's diet first, especially if you're overweight. Like it would be nice if you take a walk every day, Mm -hmm. sure. But even if you burn an extra 300 calories, if you don't understand the calorie contents of what you're consuming, you know, all that. So anyways, I am going to get off my soapbox. If you have diet questions, please write in. You guys know I love, I am a very, I, I listen, talk about Savant. I can tell you the calorie contents of almost anything, like off the cuff. I am very good at that. I love that. And it's just like, I just, it, I feel like advice is like medicine. You could add something sweet to it, but it's, it's more effective going down straight. And I feel like I would come to you 
if if it had to do with my relationship or my performance on TV or yeah. my performance outside, my performance at a party, because you're the only person to be like, well, you know, Al, we love you. But you just be like, dude, you clearly didn't know what you were talking about. And it was embarrassing. And then that would be the end of your sentence. There would be no but. Mm-hmm. You can do better. It's just like, yo, is it, there's got there's a little Kobe in you, dog. And I don't throw that mm. shit around. The Kobe, it, it, we do. Now that people, he's passed, everybody loves him. But people didn't always love him when, when he was alive. But I understood him. And I get that. I get that, like, sometimes we can't all be friends. Sometimes when you love somebody, you have to risk not being friends with them to be like, hey, bruh, whatever you're doing is not working. Your wife is cheating. Whatever unpleasantries. But it can't always be, hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? That can't be That's life. So That's not how um, conversations and adults should talk. The the thing I think most when you say that is, what is Vanessa Bryant going to do dating-wise now? How do you go from Kobe? It's I mean, not even lateral moves. There's no... It's it's funny you say that because uh, me and my girl are rewatching Narcos and uh, you know Tata who is so fine. Good Lord, have mercy! It's almost hard to follow the plot. She's so fine, but Pablo Escobar's uh, wife, like she can't. Who are you gonna date after Pablo? No, I mean you, you can't. You, Sometimes right. you hit the lottery and then that was your time to hit the lottery and you're just like that was my dude. Mm-hmm. That my grandmother never looked at another man mm-hmm. after my my grandfather died eleven years before she did. It's like sometimes you're like that's my husband. He just happens to be dead. Yeah, my grandma, the one I was just talking about, I've, both grandmas were attractive, but my my grandma Estelle was like, she'd show up in leather pants to Rosh Hashanah. Like, she was a Ooh. bad bitch. And she, I was always like, go get, I mean, mm. but she was like, nah, I was, I was married to your grandfather for over 50 years. Like, I, I'm good. There's that, like, that was, she, that was it. She cashed her chips in. I think um, that's how you can tell if somebody had a really good marriage, if they get married again, like when they're 60. Oh, you're just yeah. like, oh, that guy sucked and I've been waiting for him to die. Mm-hmm. So like now, but like when you had a good one, you're like, dude, I'm straight. I'm going to hang out with my grandkids, but I'm good over here, dog. Yeah, she had no interest. Um, okay, I since we're on the topic of marriage, I thought I would mm-hmm. share some of my favorite terrible dating app messages. That's why I love ye. Yeah, here we go. I do it for those who, you know, are in relationships and don't get this joy. All right, so this one came in, and these are on Hinge. This guy sent me a rose, and this is the message he went with. Hey, you got a rose. That's a big deal. Okay. The Black Bachelorette, as you said, uh, Jason Ming. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Jason Ming. We live in a weird world. Continue. Okay. He says, hey there. Have you dated a werewolf before? I may have to board in one of those cages during a full moon. Just a heads up. Wait, I need you to start over. (laughs) I need you to start over. Okay. Hey there, have you dated a werewolf before? I may have to board in one of those cages during a full moon. Just a heads up, smiley face. I don't know what that means. Does it mean he's really hairy? Is there a joke in here that I'm missing? What is okay, he talking about? Here's There's no cages on my profile, by the way. Okay. this. So is... he's not referencing a picture of anything. We have to start spitballing here. Mm-hmm. Here are my thoughts. One, he's a sub and he needs to be put in a cage, but... I feel like a sub wouldn't come at you like that. It would be lowercase, like, uh, excuse me, yeah. Miss Lady Dom. I'm sorry. I don't deserve to even email you. That wasn't a sub kind of message. You, If I may, you know what this message really reeks of? Ambien. Ooh. <laughs> this sounded good on Ambien. I'm going to bring, I'm a werewolf. I, you know, I'm a big macho werewolf. I don't know. It's a real <laughs> odd. Is this werewolf also doing Broadway? <laughs> yeah. I love from 30 Rock. 
they have a, a little <laughs> Tracy Morgan does this thing werewolf bar mitzvah spooky <laughs> scary and I started to do that and realized only three people will get that reference okay so that's the first one I offer up <clears throat> um, here is the second and also uh, guys you are part of this too our swimmers like yeah what, what's we need, happening we need your theories because clearly we're n- Never going to know unless Corinne responds. I won't be responding. I know you can't. You can't do it. But I'm very curious. Or maybe he's like, I'm a wild man at night. I'm trying to understand. Like werewolves to party. just pop off. They turn into wolves when the sun goes down. Right? I mean, No, when the I moon just... comes. Or... Not when the sun goes down. What are they, old people? <laughs> Watching know. the people's court. Here come the werewolves. It's 4.15. <laughs> When the sun goes down. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, well, I don't know what he what he was going for there. What I took away from it is that he's warning me that he's super hairy. And thank you for the warning. I am not interested. Okay. I didn't get hairy from that, but I could see that. That was what I was thinking. Because he would be like, if, if you don't mind a layer of fur, I'll keep you warm or something. <sighs> if he had said something like that, like, hey, I'm warning you, I'm hairy, you know. But that was, I don't know, I just got party, like I'm a party at night and I need to be locked up because I'm crazy. Oh, well, he's not, he's not good looking enough to be like, Mm. you're going to put me in a cage. You know, and isn't it ironic that I always say I want to put whoever I date in a cage? Yes, which He's offering up a cage. I didn't say anything about But you don't want to put him in the cage. He wants to go in the cage. Listen. That turns you off. Well, it's because he's unattractive. He could run free. No one's touching this guy. So (laughs) I'm not concerned about you, sir. You can do whatever you'd like. You can be off leash. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool. Free range. Uh-huh. Okay, so this is the second one I offer up to you. And this guy's picture is a lot. Um, I mean, I'm going to – I, I want to show you his picture, but you're sitting so far from me. He scrunched his face like this. Just turn it towards me. I can see. I got LASIK. Okay, that's like, – yeah. He's that's, not smiling. He's like – That's regional manager Dave & Buster's <laughs> uh, gear. But he's like scrunching his nose. Anyway, this is what he says. My goodness – You're so gorgeous. I'd walk barefoot through a thousand miles of broken glass just to shake your third grade teacher's hand. Is that code for something? (laughs) I don't. Again, sounds like Ambien or an Alp review. Like Mm, it's no. An Alp. An Al Yelp review. That's just just a corn. That's a dude just saying that's that's the equivalent of old black men in the 90s going, girl, you look so good. I drink your bath water. Yeah. It's how old black men talk, but like in a new wave white guy way. Because mm-hmm. old black men, like, hit on you, but it's, like, harmless. They're like, ooh, girl, you are a fox. I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you walk away. Yeah. Uh, well, I, my third grade teacher is probably dead because I'm old. There we go. Um, so there I don't think go. you're going to be shaking her hand. <laughs> um, and I had one more to offer up. And you're not old. I'm looking. Every You guys, the, the, this video will be up. We have a, a, a an iPad trained directly on you, Corinne. You are, uh, there's not an ounce of fat on you. You look great. And, for, and the, first of all, for anybody that's like, you're fat shaming, dude, you don't know me. I'm a black dude who lived yeah. in Miami and Mississippi and Cleveland and New York and L.A. I like some big girls. So back up, dog. Back up. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to get your opinion on, there is one gentleman who was cute and tall, but his profile says he's living car free. Hmm. Um, you can just say you're poor. This I, is, by the way, you guys, we live in Colorado. It is not a walkable town. It's not New York City. You would look insane. Yes. If, if I was like, hey, Corinne, I'll be there in about two hours and 45 minutes drenched <laughs> yeah. in sweat. You cannot walk. If you live in New York, 
word. I'll take car free in Chicago just for the parking. Boston, because there's no yeah, parking. Yeah, fine. Not but Denver. Yet not. This is not a, a, a car free town at all. And I will say this. And I just stood there last uh, weekend with my my mouth agape as I watched just a different generation pull up. But I was walking into my comedy show. Uh, shout out to everybody that came out to the Denver Comedy Underground last week. Oh, again. And he doesn't I, promote any of these things properly. I, I need somebody. I need if there's an intern to help me. I'm an old black man that's pretty talented, <laughs> but I don't know how to do anything. I mean, to, I don't care that much. <laughs> I just like just enough to hang out with my kids and my friends. I don't mm-hmm. care. But uh, so I'm, I'm about to walk into the gig and there's still a line there. So I just hang back. And I saw there's an apartment complex directly across the street. And I watched this guy with the scooter pull up with this girl on the back. It's freezing. Uh, I mean, it was like zero, dude. No. It was it was zero last. Uh. It was this is not hyperbole. It was like zero. It's like eleven o'clock at night, and they got off, and they just had this deep tongue kiss, like they just got off one of those boats that land on the water. In you know uh, the mm. Maldives or something, <laughs> she just acted like he just brought the her in this thing. chariot, uh-uh. and then they just like walked up to what was definitely her apartment because there was a doorman. I was like, "If you rolling on the scooter, no. this is not your spot, dog." Yeah, and he uh, she keyed in, so I know it was her place. So I'm like, "We now live in a world where a woman that this was condos, a woman that owns her own place, in a place that has a doorman, is about to definitely have sex." With a dude that couldn't spring for an Uber, <laughs> and they were definitely kicking it downtown. So we're talking about oh, an you under mean six the scooter. I'm thinking uh, the Razor scooter, yes, the electric the lift. Yes, you can rent. Yeah, the, yeah. I would never ever get on one of those. Oh I mean, my, I, my amazing grace partner Eliza and I are both petrified, and she ended up having to get on a moped when we were in Vietnam, and she freaked out, which I would have too. I hate those things. It's they're it's just I work in organ donation. Like yeah. that's we see a lot of there's a lot of accidents with those. Um, what what my head went to? Sorry, was was that your... That was it. Okay. Just me being shocked that that's yeah. that's a form well, of transportation. It's okay. acceptable now. I'm like, good for you, bro. Yeah, it's not to me. I'm gonna do you one worse. So when I was living in my last building, I saw this guy around the building all the time. That was he's exactly my type, like a huge meathead, like six five, very Norwegian looking, and like he was covered in tattoos, but also. Like, look like an Abercrombie, like, you know, really wholesome American look. Right. Um, or Norwegian. Like, blonde hair, blue eyes. Okay. Anyways, I had been, like, eyeing him for a while, but I know better than to hook up with somebody in your building while so you still smart. live in the building. Okay? I made that mistake once when I was 23 years old. It was a f- full nightmare. Um, Never bang the building super. <laughs> oh, God. No, surely not. Um, but so this guy, I knew, I pegged him at probably, I should just leave it at I pegged him. Yeah, I did I peg, not peg you him. You guys stop right um, I pegged him at like around 24. Like, he's definitely young. And I was like, I'm going to, I when I was moving out of this place, I was like, I'm going to, he's my mark, right? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna get to this guy. Well, I know I've only got like a month left in this building. I end up running into him at the Grizzly Rose, my very favorite country bar here. And when we run into each other, it was like, hey, don't you live in my building? And let me tell you, I have tried. I tried to hit on him many times at the pool. Like, because we had a really nice pool. He'd be at the pool. I'm like, oh, I like your bathing suit. He's like, mm-hmm. I mean, he never – He, I thought he was not interested at all. I mean, I kept trying. But, you know, I'm nothing if not consistent. So I see him at Grizzly. I was like, we live in the same building. He's like, we do. And I'm like, unbelievable. Ew. He has no idea. And I have pranced around in – very little, you know, like I wear whatever you call the French cut in between G string and full back bikinis are. Oh, okay. You know, and I'm, you know, 
I'm prancing around the pool, thinking the entire time I am trying to get his attention. The man never noticed me. But anyways, he was very That's receptive. Good. Now you can make your first impression at the Grizzly Rose. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, do you want a two-step? He's like, yeah. So we end up like hanging out. And I, because I live in his building, we both go back to the same building. We make out a bit. I end up going out with him a few times. But here's the problem. We don't actually – going out is a misnomer. Um, he lived in a two-bedroom. Two it's meant for two people with four people. And he lived in the living room. And the living room was cramped enough. He also had a keyboard because he no. liked to diddle the keyboard sometimes. He was – like, tragic in every other way besides looks. Anyways, I'm telling you this because he – okay, so when I was like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, oh, I, I buy and sell cars on Facebook Marketplace. And I'm like, that's not a job. Like, the, I didn't even know to add that to the list of real estate, yoga instructor, DJ. Like, right. buy and sell things on Facebook Marketplace? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, how would you know if – like, don't you want a car fax on the car? And he's like, test the risk you take. I'm like, how many people are taking this risk? So he goes on there, finds cars he thinks are a good deal, buys them, and then resells them. Well, despite that, he drove a Vespa. It was turquoise with leopard print. And when we – so here's here's something else. When we ended up eventually – like, we hung out a bunch of times, and he stayed over, and he kept his socks on. And I was like, I don't understand. Like, I was making fun of him at brunch. I was like, oh – like, what? I don't know what is happening, like, on your feet. What? Like, like keeping the socks on. And he's like, I have a wound that has been weaving for months, and I didn't want to get it on your sheets. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, it turns he out he has, he has no health insurance. He was also dealing with multiple cavities that he couldn't get checked. And Including he's, the one in his foot. Yes. He was like, I go, how long has this wound been weeping for? And he was like, a few months and I'm like you have to get that you're going to get your you're going to get amputated like that's like MRSA that's something that should not be happening yeah he was a lunatic he was so hot though <laughs> but he's an insane lunatic um and he drove a Vespa which he was a gargantuan human like a very large person to be and I'm behind him on the Vespa very dumb and dumber style like holding his waist with a little helmet on heading to brunch like what is my life what am I doing? I, I was just thinking turquoise Vespa with leopard. Leopard. They, that's just leopard like, fur. If they like did, if they rebooted Clueless in mm-hmm. Italy, yes. like that's what she would be riding uh, on. And he had multiple vehicles, like cars that he was selling that he was illegally housing in the garage you're supposed to pay for at our community. And he was like, no, nah, let's take the Vespa. And I'm like, okay. Ugh. I mean, was he packing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can write. He could do whatever he wanted. There, that's the thing, I think. With I was the, like, I don't the, know, just wear socks Vespa's all the time. The just like you're not concerned with people addressing no. your – that's that's a thing. He was an idiot. So dumb. But I didn't really care. How, and, long, how long did that – Oh, until I moved out of the building and then I was like, all right, well, I'm good on this because it's really convenient. We lived in the same building on different floors. But then I moved out and I was like, have fun. Bye. So do, do you think he wanted to continue it? I doubt it. He was – I mean, he plays the field. I'm sure he does fine for himself. Right. Um. It was just a convenience factor that I would have – if I – I just know too much to do that, like, when I moved there and didn't know how long. I was in that building for two years. I don't need to see him bringing home other chicks. Like, I'm a very jealous person despite the fact that, like, I was not in a relationship with him. He could do whatever he wanted. I did whatever I wanted. I still would be really irked by, like, sharing an elevator with him while he's taking some other girl home. I was going to say, so, how would you react? Because I know you'll be honest, honest. You've got four – mezcal doubles in you and you get on the elevator 
eleven thirty at night, he's on there with another chick. I know exactly what would happen. What? It's please tell. <laughs> it just happened New Year's Eve. Okay. <laughs> um, I can tell you what did happen, not what might happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I I will tell you this. I will obviously leave his name out, but there is a, a football player that I dated a little bit. Off and on, I adore him. He's a great guy. And I saw him on New Year's Eve, and I he was clearly, you know, seeking out, like, available tail, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was he was doing the content, he was, right? He was doing the thing. Sure. So I'm like, do your thing. Well, the, the night is winding down, and, like, he no longer plays in the NFL anymore. And I knew we had a table, and we were leaving to go to the, the MJ death house. And we had bottles left on the table. So in, in my mind, I was going over to tell him. He was talking to a girl at the bar. And I was going over to tell him, hey, like, he was about to buy drinks, which are so fucking expensive at this place. I was like, you're just going to tell him, like, we have so much alcohol left on the table. Please just take this girl over to the table. Enjoy it for the next, you know, the night was maybe 40 minutes longer before the club was going to close. Never be at the club when the lights come on. No. Um, so first I say that. I go, oh, um, you don't need to spend any money. You can just, like, which is kind of emasculating, like, acting like he is, like, I I said it like you don't have bottles because you don't play anymore. But like <laughs> we uh, we have bottles. Yeah. You can we have bottles like left. Like we had a full bottle left. And then I followed it's up like with like ordering single drinks, but how adults do it. And then I followed <laughs> up with this gem. You're really lucky. He's great in bed. Oh. <sighs> So that's what I would do, I assure you. If I saw somebody taking home the guy I live in the building and had been going home with, I'd be like, oh, good news. He's great in bed. I had him last night. I mean, that's – I didn't – by the way, I love the guy on New Year's Eve. Like, I only meant it to be complimentary. But the delivery, everything – I mean, my other friend grabbed my arm and was like, and you're done now. Like, What did the – what did they did he just act like he didn't hear you cuz that's what i would do i'd be he like oh, laughed, these drunk girls. Un- he uncomfortably laughed and i was like love you buddy like I, I i tried to play it off like i was just saying that as someone who had heard he was going to like it was terrible all around <laughs> that's even worse so many people are talking yeah. about you having sex yeah. everyone has yes, fucked you're this sleeping guy. with patient 0 of gonorrhea here <laughs> yeah. in denver yeah <laughs> it's uh... yeah so anyway, um, yeah, that is what would happen for oh. sure. I would never get aggressive. The girl doesn't know any better. Um, but it's it's very, you know, we're both in the in the in the uh, the casting room, right? Like right. I'm trying to intimidate you. I yeah. can see that. I mean, it's and also like, yo, don't be sloppy, man. That's why I had I only could do this with him when I knew I was leaving the building because he's too dumb to keep it together. Yeah, for sure. You just don't. I, I, it's it's the same the reason stairwell. that like yeah, it's because everything. And this is why again, I think you and I have been uniquely suited for especially adult life. Is we never bought the indoctrination that's given us because it's always like the scene where like this quirky guy can't key into his apartment and this super cute woman is like looking at him struggling and then they have wine and they and they eventually get get together and they hook up it's like the movie doesn't show three months later when now it's super awkward now she's like oh, openly yeah. sending a guy to kind of threaten you hey stop stop taking my girl's mail it's like it, it's extra drama that you don't need mm-hmm. what you need to do is have some discipline and separate yourself because you're not going to fall in love we need to tell people that when they're leaving high school you are not there are not enough quality people on the no. planet 
for the number of people in this room. Musical chairs, <laughs> some of you guys are, it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. You can make a ton of money and you can kind of create a partner between 14 to 20 partners. Mm-hmm. It's fine, but don't, the idea of finding the perfect person is something we should not be telling people and that you stop making mistakes like this because you're trying to have a quirky, I met the girl in 7C and now she's my wife. Uh, that ain't happening, dog. No, it, but 99% of the time it goes way, way wrong. So I, I mean, I, truthfully would prefer to date out of state that's like my preference because i'm so crazy that like i don't want i don't want there to be any propensity that we will run into each other you actually you know what it's not me you don't want there to be any chance that we're gonna like if i run into somebody that's on a first date with somebody else i mean my poor ex the one that is like my legit ex here he lives in boulder so he's far enough away like we don't cross paths at like the local anything but I have told him he knows. Like, if God help you, if I ever run into you with some girl, like, I will I will be the least cool about it ever. What, do you just want him to never hook up I, with anybody? No, after that? I, I, I am not. I am unwilling to, like, any of my exes. I don't, I don't do the catch and release program. I catch you, and then you permanently stay on roster. You stay on the wall. You do. And then you have to be celibate the rest of your life, or you continue hanging out with me. That's it. Oh, I kind of mm-hmm. like it. That's that's like what Suge Knight would do if he was still <laughs> dating. That's amazing. Now, yeah. was there a bet on a date that, that we were supposed to uh, talk about? Yes. You said something to, about that this week. Well, I went on a date uh, last week with a guy, which, you know, we've chatted a little bit about. He was a nice guy. Um, but he did something on the date that was cute, and I just wanted to get your take on it. Um, okay. And by the way, side note, when you said you, when you sent me the text, it said just said B-E-T date. Oh. And, like, and I was like, you could just TV? say black guy. It was like, <laughs> It's like you my don't, you don't call black people BT. That's like, oh, I dated a BT one time. That's my new time. favorite phrase. I'm using that. He was, he was half black. Yeah. Oh, um, oh we needed to talk about this because I, um, your boy, had some Well, thoughts. we're not, we're, we're not I mean, gonna, we're not gonna dig. We're not dogging him. We don't no, know what's no, gonna no, happen. No. However, this was what he did on the date that was kind of cute slash funny. Um, we were, we were watching the sun. He booked us amazing reservations at a rooftop restaurant that have floor to ceiling windows. We're watching like the sunset and then we have the cocktails and the last cocktail of the night we were going to go outside and have it by the fire pit because it was really cold out and stuff. So we weren't going to like have dinner outside, but we were going to have this like cocktail outside. So I was saying to him, it's so cold. It's so cold. And so I, he's like, oh, it's got to be, it's probably like 35. I was like, absolutely not. It's below 30. And he goes, you want to bet? And I said, yeah, and because I am confidently wrong. Like, I will sell you on. That's good. I mean, I, I really had no idea. What That's how you I'm get out Florida. of a dangerous situation like training mm-hmm. day. Oh, yeah, I'm good. What's mm-hmm. up? So he goes, all right, what are we betting? And when I when he said want to bet, I thought it was like a joke. And I was like, if this motherfucker says the the check like for this dinner, he didn't, though. I thought that's where it was going. And I See, was yeah, like, I thought it was going in another direction. No, it it, he said, he goes, if I win, I get to kiss you. And so, what do you think happened? He won? I said, there's no need to bet. Oh, that's hot. Mm-hmm. But also, he won. Okay. <laughs> we checked it after. I was way off. Okay. How, what, what was the temperature? Oh, roughly? it was it was like 39, and I guessed it to be like in the 20s. Okay. Yeah, I'm, in, I, I'm, the, I, I'm no Al Roker. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first. That was the most <laughs> random <laughs> We have the title for this episode. Uh, without a doubt, I'm writing that down. Excuse yeah. me. I mean, this is the first thing I thought of. I can hear his pen squeaking on the whiteboard, you guys. He's really writing it down. Um, okay, so while we're on the subject of dating, oh my god, I have one last day. thing that I need to present to you. 
I, this is, okay, you know how obsessed I am. <laughs> I thought over it. Says that. I'm no Al Such For a, a lot of reasons. I love you so much. Okay, Please so, continue. So I got on, you know, I'm obsessed with Don't Date in Denver. Um, funny enough, a friend messaged me. She's in Seattle and she's like, I found this group. You're not allowed to share it with anyone. So I'm video messaging this. I trust that you won't tell anyone that I'm showing you. And I was like, I'm in the group in Denver and I do the same thing. Like, don't tell anyone. Okay, because I just don't want to get kicked out of the group because there's so much tea and it's so amazing. But aside from that group, there is a sister group that's called Vouch Dating Denver. And the concept here is that they're going to tell you about wonderful guys that are available that they're vouching for. So originally, Boom. okay, yeah, well, so I'm like, okay, like, let's, like, what kind of, what's, what does this look like? You know, I'm, I'm really into my Facebook. I'm really leaning into the Facebook group thing. So I start reading them and I'm going to read you a few. Okay, here we go. First one, <clears throat> Brady. I guess I shouldn't say all the stats. We'll, we'll leave everything else up. Ladies, vouching for this man. He's just not the one for me, so my loss is your gain. I have never felt so safe, respected, and cared for on a first date like I did with Brady. He's thoughtful, hilarious. He values, respects, and sees women as equals. He has a solid job. He loves dogs, and he's generally looking for something serious. He's 5'7", though. I just wish society wasn't so height-driven or concerned with what is conventionally attractive because I am baffled that this man is still single. He deserves to be with someone who is humble, intelligent, and kind. And I'm like, okay, all right. First of all, did Brady write this? And second yeah. of all, why didn't you keep him after the first date? It's because you figured out that he was 5'7", or you wouldn't have mentioned it in this profile. Right. You'd be mentioning it on your wedding invite. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> Well, when you get a step stool for him <laughs> at the vows part. Wait, is 5'7 considered short for a guy? Uh, very short. Really? I think so. I thought very short would be like 5'3". Five four. I mean, five seven. Five seven is short. Okay. It's short enough that she called it out. Okay, I'm gonna read you some more because there. It is just a pile. It's a dumpster. It it's is. everyone's used dildos. It is no like Un, every unused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every single one of these is. It's every one of them. I was like, fresh what? from the factory. What kind of vouching is this? This person says, "I have an ex that I think is so sweet and wonderful, but we just weren't a long term match. We dated for three years. We used to get our nails done together. He would get." He would not get them painted, but love the rest. Takes great, great care of himself and whoever he is with. He just turned 59, but does not look it. He's handsome and well-mannered, a true gentleman. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking for a man to get my nails done with. That's your selling point? A 60-year-old man you're getting your nails done with <sighs> is like, hey, I my. it's like one of those old, like those teen movies where like they flip bodies and like your Nana switched with this guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> asking you about college. Freaky Friday situation? Oh, yeah. God. Okay, here's another one. My son is an amazing young man with a heart of gold. Okay, well, you're his mother. Then yeah. she says the following. Every girl he meets wants sex and not a relationship. How does she know that? I, that's my point, Al. What is happening? He's every time he fucks some girl, he's like, Mom, <laughs> it happened again. He's in his bedroom just yeah. crying with white tube socks up to his knees. Yeah. Get her off me. Okay. I'll give you just a few more. Okay, ladies, stand in line. Meet my new tall friend, Mike. Okay, so you guys, I'm not the only person. That's, I, yeah, I mean, really, really Corinne, I, I see that there's there's more. There's okay. a lot of women. He's 55, right? Doesn't look it. We've had lunch before and really hit it off. It doesn't sound like you really know this person, right? You had lunch before. 
lunch and your that's vouching the, for And that's the first thing you mentioned. Bare Not like I've been overseas with this person or this guy was my doctor and he really helped my mom or something. Like I had lunch and he didn't dine and dash. Right. I've had okay. lunch with people sitting in an airport chilies. It doesn't mean I'm going to vouch no. for them or I know anything no. about them. This is a terrible recommendation. Okay, then she says, unfortunately, due to our circumstances, he lives with an old-time friend and his family. I also have a weird living arrangement. Okay, I'm sorry. So he's homeless. He lives with an old-time friend and family? So he lives That's with his, his friend's family? Yeah. <laughs> Down by the canal. Yeah. His old-time friend. You have to have a knapsack and a stick. If that's how, yeah, boxcar Willie, no, get out of here. A yes. unique living situation. Yes, a train. Stop it. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> I have one more to share. This is my ex-boyfriend, Sean, and one of my best friends. He is absolutely amazing, but he has had a hard time dating since we broke up a few years ago. And then she goes on about what he loves. He's 48, no kids, never married. Um, looking for something serious. I know he'd love to find the one. Yeah, he thought it was you. Right. He's not over right. you. And you're trying to get somebody else to adopt this puppy. This site is so much fun. It this is. This is, there's no, nobody's vouching for anyone that anyone else wants. These are all fucking rejects. Nobody Losers. can explain. If there's no way that you, like last night, uh, I went to my favorite Thai place, went to Thai Curry. Oh, you guys have heard. Shit, yeah. It was Picture on Pictures uh, on the Instagram. Yes, Thai Curry. Shout out my homeboy Quay. He's a doctor. He's in town. I was like, you got to eat the best what Thai. What the hell? Why haven't I met this guy? Uh, he's not tall enough. Uh, Shout out to Quay. I really like that name. I know I say that every time you say it, but I, he's Ugandan, right? Yeah, he is. That's the, I've known Quay since 1998. It's, it's the, he's the homie. Mm. Uh, but, you know, so we, we had the Thai Curry. And it's like I recommend Thai Curry because I eat there. I would never be like, guys, I'm coming on Yelp. I've never eaten a Thai curry, but everybody leaving looks really yeah. happy and full. The parking is generous. Why haven't? Why don't you still eat there? Why don't you still eat there? Why don't yeah. you still eat there? There, <laughs> you cannot get around. That's why I'm saying why I love you. Why don't you still eat there? Because you deal in a world of honesty, and so do I. As a comic, you have to. And as somebody that talks off the top of his head, I cannot lie because I won't be able to remember it. I can't either. And so, like the idea. That like all first of all that last woman is oh so much enjoying yes. like dangling him out there like I'm done here does anybody he's, he's still nice really hung up on me but like Gently maybe used. you could get him Ooh. to like you almost as much yeah, like he's an old Amy Winehouse vinyl <laughs> record gently good condition yeah. <laughs> yeah all of these are the saddest recommendations of all time and I will keep uh, a tally if I see any other good ones to share because I've been I've been sourcing these for like the last week excited to to give them to you. All right, we have a lot to discuss, but like we we we're just much like Survivor. You mm-hmm. think about yourself, Corinne. You're you know a couple weeks in. You feel like you're losing some body mass. You're hungry, but you're pushing through. Mm. And you come to a fork in the road, and to the left of that fork in the road is discussing some of the things that we've discussed, like my comment to Jeff. Or yes. we can get into the emails, or maybe we just do all Wait, of it. okay, we'll, we're going to do, do the emails, but I have to do your comment to Jeff. I okay. just have to. Okay, and Jeff is my co-host. Yes, so set Daily this Blast up while Lived. I look for the comment, Je- Daily Blast Lived. That's what I just said. You guys <laughs> should turn the podcast off right after you hear somebody that can't say the name of his own TV show. He's been on for six years, five days a week. Yes, on Daily Blast Live, Jeff Schroeder, my brother, my co-host, uh, I've known Jeff forever. Uh, a lot of y'all probably know Jeff Schroeder. 
Uh, he's married to Jordan. Uh, they got married on Big Brother. I think he was on Big Brother twice. I know she he won did. Big Brother. He definitely did Amazing yeah. Race. And they were on Amazing Race, and he did uh, Around the World for Free, and just he's uh, he's just in a couple movies. He's in a movie with uh, he did a movie. Wait, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's done a couple movies. We just had Jaleel White, the dude that plays. Uh, I love Jaleel. I, I was with dope. him on New Year's Eve. He's awesome. Oh my god, he's awesome. Like we all run I in know the same Jaleel. weird yeah. circles. And uh, he did a movie in like we were interviewing uh, Jaleel about something else, and. Uh, Jeff was like, hey, uh, I didn't uh, know if I just what a humble guy Jeff is. Jeff was like, hey, I didn't want to say it, but we were in a movie together. And Jill was like, yeah, I was wondering if you were going to say something. Yeah, or, he's, he's like, is this guy just going to act like we're not? But like Jeff was like, he's so humble. He's like, oh, I didn't know if you don't want me to bring it up. That's like he's in a movie and he won't tell you. you talk about my TV show, my book. He won't tell you he's in a movie. I mean, I met Jaleel years ago through Lamorne. Um who he's on New Girl and they were friends and I met him and then every time after he remembered me my name like he's so friendly and now we're like like he he had a table next to ours on New Year's um he's lovely okay here is the question I have for you okay so one of my patrons wrote in um shout out to John Hale y'all during the new episode it hit me where I know Al from he's the one who told Jeff from Big Brother that the Popeye's sandwich tasted like a neighborhood he's never been to before when I connected the dots I absolutely lost it what the hell is that? Yes. Well, talk. This is so crazy because uh, John Hale watched a doctored clip. Really? He, yes. Here's what happened, John. I uh, had cracked a tooth eating lychee hard candy from World Market. <sighs> no, uh, no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Cracked that shit. Mm. And so I had to go uh, to the dentist here, uh, and uh, I. I went back to the show after I uh, got my um, my my crack fixed, and I, that sounded <laughs> both That's of them. Definitely you know, not the way you're supposed to say Doc, that. Doc, why do you my keep putting fixed. me out for this? <laughs> Wear my pants. So like, you know, I, I go back to work and I'm kind of like hazy. And that was the day. That was when uh, Popeyes had first dropped their spicy chicken sandwiches, oh. and it was huge. Like it was a bit. Remember, people would line up for hours to get yeah, their spicy I mean, chicken sandwich. Uh, yes, it's like, not what, your bag. Yeah. But yes, but this was this was a big deal mm-hmm. four or five years. Yeah, four, it sounds familiar. Yeah, and so we did an on-air taste test. So we're all we tried Wendy's. It's really cutting uh, edge news over here. <laughs> I know we tried Wendy's, then we tried uh, Popeyes, and my co-host Tori Showman, mm-hmm. uh, a great friend of both yes. of ours. Uh, who we're probably going to hang out with tomorrow, she says, I've never had Popeyes before. And I was so, like, still woozy from the draw. I should not have been on television. <laughs> I go, does that taste like a neighborhood you've never been to? Because Tori is, uh, she doesn't run from it. She is a rich, yes. a ri- like, she has an yes. elevator in her parents' house. Like, mm-hmm. she's lives in Washington, D.C. proper. Not all you liars that go, I live in D.C. and you live in yeah. Virginia. She lives I mean, in the real, yeah, legit her, lawyer. her dad yeah. is one of the fo- most famous lawyers in the world. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so Tori said that, and she legitimately had never. She lives in Chocolate City, mm-hmm. in DC, and never been to Popeyes. So, and Tori's like my sister. We go back and forth. So I said that to her. It went super viral oh. that time. So that was four years ago. So that went viral. I didn't even know till somebody called me. It was at like four million views in wow. a couple hours that day. So you know, it it ran its course. It ran a great course, and then um, came and went viral again. Probably two and a half well, years let's, ago. Let's let's give it another run. Yes. No. So this is the third run of that. But now so the the second time uh, of the of the viral run after I said that to Tori, somebody edited it to uh, the Dave Chappelle where he goes, "Gotcha, bitch." Like somebody yeah, then yeah, added yeah, that. Yeah. So then that was the sec that was that was the uh-huh, second the volume of that. So volume three 
they deleted Tori from that oh. and just had me saying it to Jeff. <laughs> I didn't say one word to Jeff that entire I time, see. but they made it seem like it's like so crazy. Mm-hmm. The power of editing, mm-hmm. John. I never said that to Jeff. It wouldn't make any sense. Jeff is from like he's not. He's from a working class neighborhood in in a rural Illinois. I don't want to say where. Yeah. You know, but like he's from. You know, he, he, he played. He don't got col- the Tori has. Yeah, yeah. The, Jeff is a regular dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like, no, I, it wouldn't even make sense that's to say so that. That's so funny. To Jeff. Well, there's the behind the scenes, you yeah, guys. Yeah, that's so weird. Uh huh. I that's thought you so, would enjoy that. But isn't it crazy how reality could be altered because he would have gone the rest of his life saying, "Why did you say that to Jeff?" Mm-hmm. And I didn't. That's well, weird. Yeah, and I like that. See, this is why I try not to. I don't. I I like to tell you everything on the pod because I I read that he sent that in a while ago, and I was like, "What is this?" I'm not gonna ask. I'll ask him on the podcast. Thank you. So you know what time it is? It's time for you to ask us stuff. Oh, My yes. safe word is more advice at gmail.com if you want to write in. We just love um, doing these. Uh, all right, we have an email from a person we're gonna call Special K. Which usually uh, means some drugs that Al did not mm-hmm. mean to do one night in an after hours <laughs> club in L.A., thinking it was something else. Uh, I recently got offered that at a housewarming party. It's like I don't the new do that thing for the record, for, but I was uh, like, I'm sorry, what? This is a housewarming, not a rave, not a club. You told me about that, yeah. too. So yeah. anyways, Special K, how can I help you? Okay, so Special K so writes in, he says, my husband and I have an exclusive relationship when when we are in the same city, but we open things up. When we are in separate cities, as a lot of married couples do, whether they know it or not. (laughs) Uh, He's right. Additionally, we have a rule that any hookup that we have must have at least three months between repeats. I like that. Oh, my God. That's so smart. Got that? Can't catch feelings. So about a month and a half ago, this guy comes over, and right before we're about to hook up, he takes off his shirt, and he's like, this thing on my chest is from a biopsy. I'm like, cool. Hmm. Then he tells me that he has cancer. And got diagnosed that week. So naturally, I ask if he still wants to have sex. Because <laughs> I know he didn't come hard. all the way over to my house for some sort of therapy session oh. after sending me photos of himself spread eagle. Then we have sex, and it's amazing. Oh, great. We have great chemistry. Because I'm nosy AF, we talk enough for me to find out the cancer he has was caught early and his chances of surviving are pretty good. My question is, if I want to hook up with him again before the three months is up, do I have to tell my husband or Mm. do I get a spiritual pass because I'm literally providing sexual healing, shout out Marvin Gaye, to a (laughs) cancer patient signed the ethical tart? Oh, so there, he gave his own nickname. (laughs) You are a tart. I know who this is from. Um, Okay, so I feel like this is the the cheat code right like this is like the um okay so i would first and foremost i would tell your husband we we don't know how long he has like don't tell your husband he's got the kind of cancer that's definitely solvable just be like it's unknown i cannot go three months because of the situation and i agree with him it is sexual healing I, I think, mm. but you, you're you going to – see, this is the problem. You open up the floodgates. If you tell your husband, then he gets a pass to do this, and then you start this cascade of problems. And that's why – you know what? That's why there are rules in prison between mm-hmm. the inmates. Mm-hmm. There's rules between mafia families. There are rules – if you watch The Wire, they were like, you no, no shooting on Sundays. 
because you have to have rules or you have nothing. And once you start issuing spiritual passes, next thing you know, know your husband's going to be like, well, it was a hurricane. It was a natural disaster. I thought it was going to die. So like and then you don't have a rule and then it's over in a weird way. And I'm going to tell you this uh, ethical tart. It'll be hotter if you wait. Don't give in. Remember what I said the last podcast uh, about BDSM? It's like America's B- is too long. He'll find somebody Those else. Those are the rules he that they made. I mean, there is a percentage chance. That makes it hotter. <laughs> that it's it's going away. You know how they say in theaters for a short time, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, it's gone Friday. You're like, I guess I got to go. But like, see, it, it's making you wait. But if it's just there all the time, no one wants to watch it. So I say this. It'll be hotter if you wait. If you don't wait, your relationship will be over because either there are rules or there yes. are no rules. So I take back, okay, uh, I, I agree. I guess if you're negotiating for a pass, it's a slippery slope. I wouldn't do that. I would either, these are your two options. You can do what Al's saying, which doesn't sound like is what he wants to do or he wouldn't have written in. Right. If all he was going to do was follow the three-month rule, there's no question. Right. He'd like us to give him a pass as the uh, authority on this, you and I. I'm going to grant you a pass and I'm going to say that due to the cir- extenuating circumstances, you don't need to tell your husband. But you got to make sure this guy isn't going to say anything either. Because it sounds like he's coming over. You know, it's not like he's in an, he's it's not in another city, right? Am I fr- that that's what it is. he said over to the house. So maybe yeah. his husband was out of town. That's what it sounds like. That's so... what I'm getting. I'm giving you I am taking my magic wand. Poof. All right. You have. You remember, we're, the, we're you, the asexual, mean, but funny <laughs> king and queen. The king crosses his arms and shakes his head. Mm. The king says, this can't happen because, dude, once once all bets are off, this, because it, it's 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 way worse, too. Because if I'm like, hey, uh, Corinne, stay at my house. I'm gone for a month. I'm doing Survivor now, however long you're gone. Mm. Stay at my house. Just respect it. You do whatever you want. Have parties, drugs, booze, people, whatever. Just, like, be cool. And I come back and there's a, a hole in my roof and there's a dead guy in my hot tub. And I'm like, I gave you a <laughs> right. long leash. I gave you a leash, right. And Why like, did you, you have still to? had to I violate. That's my issue. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, you guys have a pretty you have a pretty long leash. And let's be real, that three months is in there, not as an arbitrary number. It's because when you have sex with people, especially good sex, you catch feelings. And my boy Brian Babylon, I wish I could uh I wish I could uh, could own this as my own, but he said something, and I'll never forget it. He said, if you have sex with somebody more than three times, you're in a relationship. Oh. And if you are have now broken a rule to have sex with this person the second time, well, now what are you going to do? Wait three months now? Now you're waiting oh, three yeah. hours. Now you've had sex three times, and now you're in a relationship behind your husband's I'm back. I'm a bad person ass. I crib. like love. I, I love to cheat. I love cheaters. I like yeah. married men. Like mm. I'm a mess. So yeah. I'm always going to be like, yes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. I love you. God, I love you. All right, mm. let's get another. We're going to get another email in here. Uh, just because, you Yeah, know, we have time. Let's do another one. They're stacking up. And honestly, I really. Let's I, clear the plate. I, yeah, I really dig this. This email comes in from our friend, Buddy. And uh, Buddy uh, says, hey, Alan, Corinne, I recently had a date and the guy was extreme levels of bonkers. I knew instantly I had to email in and get Corinne's reaction. Okay. He offered to pick me up, which I originally thought was a sweet gesture until he arrived and proceeded to tell me 
that there was no space in his car, so we would need to go in mine. What? Oh my! First of all, this is worse than getting picked up in a Vespa. You like you got what you you transported yourself there only to be like now you drive. Yes, that's that is that's super. Wait, 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 wait! Oh, I'm sure you're gonna get to this, I, but I need to know why there was no space in the car. How much hoarding is happening? Does he live in his car? Yeah, that's a that's a Let's great. Go. He, he just says no space. Okay, then he continues. He offered to drive my car, which is clearly a huge no. Thank yeah. you. But truthfully, I would have ex- accepted any excuse just not to drive until now. About five minutes into the drive, he casually slips that his license is suspended mm. for repeat driving offenses. No. And he's no. awaiting a court date as a result of this. Oh, and you want to drive my car? Mm-hmm. Sure. Riding dirty. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I immediately asked him to pull over to switch sides of the car. Did this stop me from continue? Uh, did this con- stop me from continuing the date? Hell no! Upon the date, he proceeds to tell me that he's a hundred racks, a hundred thousand in debt, <gasps> recovered from meth addiction. Shout oh. out! And recently got out of a ten-year relationship, with, which broke down because of his past addiction issues. After the date, he messaged me to apologize for his erratic behavior. And I'm sure, that's not the first time he sent that message. Oh, He's surely cut not. Cut and paste. I mean, when you're a hundred thousand in debt from yeah. your meth tab. <laughs> yeah, to whom it may concern. Mm-hmm. Sorry about your home. Uh, Just copy and paste, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so he says, after the date, he messaged me to apologize for his erratic behavior and explain that he had taken something prior to the date. Oh, God. I'm looking at Again, you wanted to drive my car? Yeah. What did he take? Mm, Truthfully, once he had mentioned his past, I had suspected his behavior seemed a little off, but I didn't feel comfortable saying anything. Prior to the date, I found his messages progressively became more ridiculous. I need to see these messages. Such as a list of rules that came with him giving me his number, which included don't swear on text messages. Huh? Don't share the contents shared in the messages. And most importantly, don't share his number to anyone. This is paranoia. Oh, my God. This yeah, is this paranoia. is a tinfoil hat. This yeah. is, oh, this is meth. Yeah, 100%. It is. It's the cops are outside. Mm-hmm. The aliens are above us. Well, you the know government's what? listening. Yeah. Dr. Drew says that um, people on cocaine run from cops. People on meth run to cops. They're always like, you don't understand, man. There's people after me. Like, they're constantly harassing the cops. That's why they're so, That's like. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, you know, culturally, like, meth did not hit the black community at all. Mm. So I don't really know what it did. I asked a good friend of mine who used to sell drugs in South Florida in the early 90s. And he said all the drugs, and it's so interesting, he said all the drugs that people are doing now people were doing in the gay clubs in the late 90s and if you think about a special k yeah. you know uh, uh roofies or whatever like that was a thing and so i guess it does make sense but yes it does sound like meth i guess uh wow at, this in, is so wait 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 i'm sorry no this is a lot at, to take in you have me at there are rules to getting my phone number also what what's what i you have no idea what i'm gonna do i could do whatever i want with your information right right i it's, mean I'm definitely screenshotting shit and sending it to my text threads all the time. So if if you give me your number, just assume that that's happening. Yeah. Everyone I, assumes that's happening, You right? have to. I think that's where we are in 2023, and it's, it's life now. Anything that you text, you have to be prepared for it to be yes. on a national television screen. 
So when you start texting your mistress, I want to marry, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. you just know that that's going to be on TMZ in about four hours. So you, like, you, you can't ever have your head in a naked shot. No. Ever. It, under any circumstances. You, I don't care how long you're dating your him for. Mind, it's always, just tilt the camera up. No. That won't be happening, sir. Uh, okay. So after that, he says, uh, and most importantly, do not share his number to anybody. As if I'm... As if doing so was the equivalent of going to the media with a number of A-list <laughs> celeb, with right, the number Brad of an Pitt's A-list. Personal line. <laughs> yeah, and then this guy who doesn't have a car and might be hoarding and living in it. Okay, so he goes on to say, uh, "Don't give his number to anybody." As if this is the equivalent of going to the media with a number of a- with the number of an A-list celebrity. I clearly knew that this whole interaction was a terrible idea, but I heard Corinne's voice in the back of my head. Oh saying, yeah. Do Just it for the story. Do it for the story. You beat ah. me to it. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I was reading that as you said that. It, it, it was, was meant to timing. be. That was so dope. That was that was so dope. Loving the podcast and keep up the great content. It, it, it that email was worth it just for that moment. Just, I swear we didn't like no, we this. Didn't. The, yeah, the, Corinne had no idea that was mm-hmm. coming. Just do it for the story. I love oh. it so much. I have so many. I have so many questions directed at what was in this car. Like what? What? Yeah. It's wow. I mean, it, it doesn't sound like he's driving a, a two seater Miata. Like it sounds like it's some sedan that's just got shit everywhere. Yeah. I um I had a date a while back. Um I did I I might have told this on the podcast. Um basically, it, he was a super young guy and we went out. I met him at the the Mile High Club, which is where I go to search for youth. And I brought him home. He was like twenty two. And we were listening to music. I had an after party. It wasn't just him. There was like a bunch of people. And we were listening to music. He had he was picking the music. We were playing it through my Alexa. And I was like, um, can you play something I would like? He was playing like very current R&B that I just don't care for. R&B? Like, or not R&B. Eh, it was like um, hip hop. But like it was shit I wasn't familiar with. Right. Not that I don't know like current right. Drake. But it was like more obscure. Right. So he goes, Yeah. So he goes, hey, Alexa, play Frank Sinatra. And then he looks at me and goes, this is from your era, right? And I was like, sure isn't. How old do you think I am? Oh, my goodness. Anyways, he stays over at one of my best. Remember when you couldn't vote? Yeah, that's super Sinatra? I I am not that old. Um, So he stays over. And one of my guy friends who was there at the time, like, that was, like, visiting me was like, hey, um, you know, it's it's a crapshoot with the the young ones. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it'll be fine. The next morning, so he was staying, he wasn't staying with me. He was visiting, but he was staying in a hotel. He calls me and he's like, hey, you ready to go for brunch? And I'm like, um, I can't. And he's like, why? I was like, um, the fetus is still here. And he's like, what do you mean? Get him out of your house. This is what happened. I was like, okay, back into the wild. And he was like, I, I can't leave yet because I was I was drinking so late. He had a breathalyzer because he had a DUI, and he can't start his car until he can breathe clean. Yeah, and we call that a him problem. Get, <laughs> well, out, get out of my home. I couldn't. I had to wait it out. It took till like 3 p.m. before he could blow and make his car move through the breathalyzer. Couldn't you blow for him, or you you were oh, tanked up I mean, too? I guess I could. You would have shut it off for another eight hours. <laughs> he, he wasn't really interested. Yeah, he was like he was not 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 unhappy about spending. He's like, let's order in, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, get out. You can definitely get that vibe where you're like, oh, this person doesn't have anywhere to go. Mm. I I remember, I guess, kind of early in my career when I was starting to do the road and starting to figure out how to like figure out who wanted to hang out with the comic and uh you know i ended up i had actually talked to this woman when she was in the audience she had an interesting 
story. She just come from somewhere. I don't want to give it away. But she had been on a game show. I'll leave it at that. Okay. So uh, we talked about that, and then we talked at the show. And she was with her family. Like, this is like a family vacay. And, you know, they went back to the, uh, their hotel, so I thought. And she came back to my hotel. So in the morning, I just wake up. And it's, uh, this is back when I was sleeping late. You know, I don't think I, I, think I had kids yet. And it's like 10, 30, 11. And I just see the back of her head. And I'm like, it's, it's late, bro. And I was trying to be a G, got in the mm. shower, probably went downstairs, got the free breakfast, came back up. Just a rock mm. in my bed, not no, moving, no, no, shaking no. her, not waking up. Oh. And when she finally wakes up, she's like, like plants a big kiss on me. And it's like, uh, I have some shopping to do it for. Uh, I have some shopping to do in like a half an hour. So I figured we'll do that. Then we'll <gasps> oh, have no. dinner no, no, no. at my mom's house no, around no, five. No. And then we'll go to your show together. She was like, Holy we were going shit. to spend the afternoon. The panic on my face. The night both of my shows, she was going to sit through both of my stand-up shows again and then spend the night again. We were oh, just Christ. about to be like 24-hour, 90-day fiancé. Ah. And I had to call my friend. I think I texted him and told him to call me. And I, we had this whole fake scenario yes, of course, where I was like, oh, my friend, uh, his dad is uh, wants to take us out on this boat. But like, so we all just got to go. And she was like, well, I can go. I was like, no, his dad's real weird about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, I remember a fake you, yacht story or something, but I uh-huh. had to get this like... But yeah, it, there's you something know, about people that don't have anywhere to go. It's very about, scary. Uh, yeah. The, the first, okay. I, I, I don't have commitment problems, and I actually love a zero to sixty, but it has to be like the exact right scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, we we used to say like a uh, relationship just add water. Like oh, like you're you're tall and you're perfect, and just like just move in now, like get in the cage. But ninety nine percent of the time, the person that's not leaving is not that person yeah. that I want that with. Yeah. It never happens that it's like aligned with that. I have a random. Story I was at a guy's house in L.A. That's a famous actor who will leave nameless. Very nice guy. Um, that we were hanging was out. Red Fox. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> Red Fox? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I just thought of it. Perfect. <laughs> yes, it was Red Fox. Shout out. Um, so I was back at his house, and I, I've known him for a long time. We were friends. Then we started, like, hooking up and, like, dating. And I was at his place, and he has a really gorgeous, sprawling home. And... I was, he had a sauna inside and I went, I was in the sauna and he knocks on the door and he has tears in his eyes and he's like, Corinne, my father just died. And I was like, oh, um, and I'm immediately, my mind is like, just tell me you want me to go home. Right. But it wasn't like, we were friends for a while. Like we, like it, I, it felt weird, but I was like, this is a setup, but he is an actor and he is really selling this. And he's like. You don't have to leave. You can spend as much time in my house as you want. I'm getting a flight out right now. I've just called a car service. This is before Uber. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I can stay, though. And he's like, yeah, just, like, let me know when you leave, and I'll have, like, the house manager come by and lock up. And I was like, okay, okay. So I stayed the whole day. I was in the pool. I was, yeah. You I had spent your the whole day there. Daddy's dead day? Yeah. I was like, sorry about your dad. At no point, Al, was I like, want me to come with you or – I mean, I, like, hugged him. It was so quick. I was in the sauna. He opens the door. My dad's dead. There's a car coming. Within 10 minutes, he was gone, and I had the mansion to myself. Oh. Did you even try and fake – did you try to do the fake hug? I did. You, I couldn't sweaty? conjure up any tears. I was very sweaty. Okay. <laughs> I so was you in gave the damn a, sauna. You gave him a sauna hug. Yeah. Which is like, let's, let's I was see like, can what you... could be worse than me finding out my dad's dead. Well, had a, a sopping uh, wet <laughs> hug from a woman that's 108 degrees right now. <laughs> and I'm like, can you close the door? You're letting the heat out. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> we didn't date after that. That was it. 
Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure he was cameras everywhere. So I'm sure he was like, my fucking dad dies. And this bitch, she's getting, I'm getting the floats out. I'm on a flamingo in the middle of his giant pool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get, do you think there could have been something or this was just a fun relationship? Oh, nah. It was, I, I wasn't interested in anything long term. Okay. Yeah. He was a nice guy, though. And neither was his dad. No. Oh, okay, that, okay, that was terrible. I, okay. No, that was perfect. Okay. <laughs> on that note. We got we to gotta leave on that note. Not that I want to leave, but you don't have to leave because people can still reach out and find you. Yeah. Corinne, tell them where they can find so, you. So, at Corinne Sanity on Twitter and Instagram and at Corinne Kaplan on TikTok, which I just uploaded something yesterday. I don't do that frequently. I would really like if you would email us at my safe word is more advice at Gmail or reach out to us via the Instagram page, which is just my safe word is more. Al, you go. I'll go now. Twitter at Al Jackson, Instagram Al Jackson IG. Uh, for all my live dates and all things going on with me, including where to buy, buy my book, Where's Baby Ford, go to aljacksonlive.com. Puff and smoke. Bye, swimmers. Bye, swimmers.